It's McClure, deep right corner. Yeah, he's hit another one. Same spot. King McClure has hit two threes from deep in the right-hand corner. Get off on the baseline. Gives it away to Butler. Butler back outside. Here's a three. Right side by McClure. It's another three. Mason up the left side of the floor. McClure, a three. Yes! King McClure nails another three. And now it's time for a King's Court Podcast. And here's your host, King McClure. Welcome to King's Court Podcast, episode number nine. This week we're talking about preparation and work ethic. I feel like a lot of people are lazy and a lot of people don't like to work hard. And you know, my dad always told me uh, laziness pays off now, but hard work pays off in the future. And when I was thinking about who has seen the hard work, who has, who's somebody who I know works hard and pushed me to work hard and it was no other than NBA skills trainer Tyler Ralph. You know, I go back with him to the eighth grade. He always pushed me. He was my personal trainer. He he pushed me. He was the one in the gym pushing me. You got to work harder. You got to work harder. And not only with me, but he's done that with several NBA pros, people who have big names in the NBA now. He's seen them work. He's seen people who just got drafted in this past draft, you know, go lottery pick, go lotto because – he pushed them and because of how hard they work. So he knows hard work almost better than anybody because he sees it on a daily basis. That's his job. His job is to push people to work hard. So without further ado, here's Tyler Ralph. Welcome back. I'm here with NBA trainer Tyler Ralph. Tyler Ralph, how you doing today? I'm good, man. What's going on? You know, uh, just trying to make it, trying to be like you, you know. <laughs> So, Tyler, you know, you, you train some of the uh, greatest basketball players, you know, currently out there right now. And you're one of the top names in training. So today's topic is preparation and work ethic, because you see a lot of guys, you, know, you see their work ethic, you see what makes them great. So let's dive a little bit into that and let's start talking about you know, maybe your background. You know, you were named Mr. Basketball and you're originally from New York. So you talk a little bit about uh, being named Mr. Basketball and what that meant to you? Um, yeah, I mean, that, you know, I, I'm originally from New York and, you know, uh, you know, grew up in Rochester and, and and played out here and was named Mr. Basketball in New York in 2003, um, won a state championship and then went on to play with, uh, at West Virginia for John Beeline, mm-hmm. um, you know, who's the current coach of the Cavs. And then uh, ended up transferring to St. Bonaventure in the Atlantic 10 and then just finished my career out there and, um, you know, just had some injuries and um, had some offers to go over and play pro and uh, then tore my knee and, and uh, decided the coaching thing was kind of what I wanted to do and then kind of stumbled into, you know, the skills training uh, portion of everything. But I think, like, you know, like you said, you know, everything in my career was based on you know, hard work and in in preparing for the moments that you get, um, you know, on the court. So, when you were at West Virginia and St. Bonaventure, did you work out any of your teammates, or did you put you know yourself through different workouts? Uh, I mean, I, I did my workouts that I did, you know, through a high school, uh, you know, 
my two ball stuff that I do, you know, I did, you know, I did that and, and, um, you know, a couple, you know, types of shooting drills, but, you know, as far as like the details of, of, of what goes into skills training and, and what I know now compared to what I know back then, I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it wasn't even close, um, you know, as far as that goes. Yeah, you know, I've heard a lot of people, you know, want to get into skills training because they work with so many trainers and never felt like they got what they needed from that trainer. And then that's what mm-hmm. made them want to jump into, you know, training other kids or training people because they feel like they can give the kids something that they never got. So is that something that kind of played a role into your decision of becoming a trainer? Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, where I grew up and, and when I grew up, like there wasn't a whole lot of that going on, um, if any, really. I mean, you know, you got in the gym, you worked out by yourself, and, you know, you played with the the older guys and you played pickup and, and all that. You didn't really have, like, these – you know, anybody for that matter, um, you know, teaching you the stuff that, that kids are being taught nowadays, you know, you had your high school coaches maybe work you out, um, you know, but not telling you details of, of, you know, footwork and, um, you know, different separation moves and angles and, and, you know, little nuances of the game that, that, that kids are getting these days is, you know, is way different than, than what we got. So that's what ultimately, you know, led you to want to become a trainer because, you know, you didn't, in a sense, have a trainer growing up and you just wanted to teach kids the small little details of the game and teach it a different way that most kids aren't exposed to. Yeah, yeah, I think, it, you know, it was that. I think it was also, like, you know, like guys like, you know, you or, or you know, Julius Randle and, and uh, DJ Hogue, Tyler Davis, you know, and the list goes on and on. You know, the guys that that had more talent than, than I had, mm-hmm. um, you know, I felt if I could instill my skill set, you know, in guys, you know, um, that were more talented than me that, you know, had more, you know, God given ability that, you know, they, they would have chances to, to be really good basketball players. Yeah. So how did, how did it start? How did, how did your journey as a, as a skills trainer start? Um, it started back in 2009 at, uh, you know, St. Bonaventure. I was, I was coaching and, um, there was a kid, Ogo Adeboyo, um, who was a point guard and, and he was trying, uh, he was on the junior national team for Great Britain mm-hmm. and we worked out for like three months and, and he ended up being named the starter of the national team. Um, and you know, he just kind of hit me up and was like, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm way better than I ever was. Um, after these three months, you know, and I, you know, at the time I'm like, that's, you know, cool, bro. Like, great. You know, um, you know, but then he was like, maybe you should start like, you know, working guys out. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know where to start with that. Um, you know, so I just kind of looked into it and, and um, then came back to home in Rochester, worked out some guys around here, and then, you know, just decided it was time to, you know, make a move. And, and that's when I came down to uh, Dallas, um, Dallas, Texas, and, and, you know, grinded my way up in Dallas. And, um, you know, about what, five months in, I met, you know, you and, 
Julius and Mickey Mitchell and, you know, DJ and Tyler and, um, you know, and then started training, you know, the Titans, which you were on, and then Team Texas also. And uh, and then that's kind of when things started to, you know, to skyrocket a little bit um, as far as, you know, skills training went. Yeah, because I remember that like it was yesterday, the first time we ever worked out. And you walked in there high energy, and I was like, this dude right here is crazy. Like, <laughs> what is he putting us through? And your workouts were super hard. I was like, man, dude is tripping. But, I mean, yeah. like you said, it, it, it got you better, and it was real competitive. It was game-like. You know, I remember, uh, you probably could tell it better than me, the practice where, was that Julius, like, hit you in the mouth? And yeah. like, like gave you a black eye or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they were all competitive. I think the biggest thing was like, I, you know, from what I witnessed with, you know, you guys is like, you know, you guys kind of just went through the motions as far as what what you guys had been doing, yeah. and it was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna shock these kids. I'm gonna I'm gonna show them what it's really like. Yeah. Um. You know and. And certain people took it a different way, <laughs> you know. Julius, Julius, obviously, I don't think he'd he'd ever been. Um, I don't think he'd ever worked that hard. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it was, it was like a push and shove with him, and and that's kind of just how you know our relationship developed. Because, you know, I think most people were were that came across him back down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I didn't. I was just kind of like, bro, like. I don't really care who you are. Like that doesn't, yeah. that's cool right now, but like you don't work hard enough. And I think he respected that. And that's, yeah. you know, kind of how our relationship blossoms. Yeah. Cause I mean, definitely now you're like basically his personal trainer, you and Jordan Lawley, you know, when he's, mm-hmm. he's out in LA, he'll fly you out there. You'll get out there and you'll work him out when he's not with Jordan or, you know, vice versa. So I mean, he definitely probably took that relationship and respected you for, no, you being honest and, you know, the difference of workouts that you brought compared to what he was used to. So back to, you know, your style of workout, you know, you when I first met you, really high intensity, you know, really like loud, really just getting after it. You know, is that the kind of player you were? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was vocal. Um, you know, I talked a lot, uh, you know, whether it was, you know, to my teammates or the other team, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm a New Yorker. You know, so we have a, you know, a different way to to play basketball than yeah, you know a lot of the rest of the country, um, and that's just kind of how I came up. You know, I, I I played with the older guys, and you know, the older guys would would talk, and you know, that's kind of how I learned. And um, you know, I played with a chip on my shoulder, and I, you know, I played with passion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because because I love to win and I love to you know compete and. Um, you know, I just love to play. So, you know, when you started working out with us, then your your brand expanded to where you were starting to train NBA guys and like significant names in the league. So, how did that come about? Um, you know, I mean, it's it was kind of just you know you you get certain chances. Um, I think you know in this profession you get. Um, you know, certain guys that are like, yeah, hey man, like, you know, let's let's try this out. You know, a guy like, you know, CJ Miles, um, you know, Amari Stoudemire, 
um, you know, you know, Nick Batum or, you know, I mean, a bunch of guys. And you kind of just, you know, you just got to be prepared for the moment, um, you know, and I think the way that I played and, and how I prepared as a player helped me as a trainer, you know, just be prepared for those moments. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's you got to just show them things that they don't know or, or uh, you know, things that, you know, they see, you know, in their game that you can help with, um, you know, and, and it's, you know, just, I mean, it just kind of, you know, blew up and, you know, and it's still, you know, it's still expanding and, I, you know, I still got, a, you know, a lot of work to do as a skills trainer and, um, but, it, you know, it's been fun. So you brought up an interesting point of being prepared when you meet with these players, you know, so when you have an NBA guy that wants to come work out with you, you know, is it a, let me go watch film on this guy so I can help him work on his game, help him find the area that he's weak in and get him better at? Or how does that look? Because I feel like, you know, sometimes it's okay. I'm training an NBA player. Maybe, you know, he's probably seen a whole lot. You know, what can I bring to the table that he hasn't seen? So how does that look for you? Like, what is the preparation that goes into you training, you know, these NBA guys? Um, I think first you got to understand, you know, who they are as a player. Um, what they're good at, what they're not good at. Um, you know, it also a lot has to do with, you know, where are they in their career? Um, you know, a guy like CJ Miles, um, you know, was, you know, for him, he's a shooter. He, you know, that's who he's going to be. Um, you know, so it was a lot of, you know, working on, you know, what he was going to do. Um, at that point, he was, you know, for the Pacers and, you know, getting him prepared, you know, for his role. Um, and then I think, you know, as far as like the other guys, like, you know, like a Julius or, you know, um, these other guys, you know, it's it's funny, man, because a lot of these, these NBA teams, they they, you know, they're like, this is who you are, and they don't really let players – um, you know, max their full potential all yeah. the time um, because they, they put them in these roles. You know, so for guys like, you know, like, you know, Julius is a perfect example. Um, you know, it's it's been working on his whole game, you know. I mean, there hasn't been a particular area. I mean, you know, obviously this past summer and this summer we've worked on a shot a ton yeah. um, because, you know, that's what we think – you know, he that's the next phase he needs is a three ball to, you know, kind of be one of the top power forwards in the league. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, preparation, knowing, you know, their spots, where they're comfortable, um, giving them a couple moves to go to. You know, most importantly, man, like, you know, once they go through three or four workouts, you know, do they feel like they're getting better? Um, and And I think that's like – you know, the biggest key is once a player feels like he's getting better, then he trusts you. Um, and and that's, you know, I kind of trust what I do um, as far as, you know, knowing what I know and knowing that, you know, guys feel like they're going to get better. And, you know, once they feel their game starting to tighten up, you know, they're going to start to trust you more, um, you know, as a skills trainer. So, you know, when we talk about work ethic, what do you see from these NBA guys that makes them different from just the average, 
you know, basketball player for in, in terms of work ethic? Um, you know, I think their attention to detail. Uh-huh. Um, you know, their strict uh, regiment. You know, not only like you know on the court but off the court um, diets, uh, eating what's right. Um, you know, taking care of their body, massages, you know, um, ice tubs, you know, whatever they need to do as far as taking care of their body. Um, you know, and then, and then they're all creatures of habit, you know, and I, I think, you know, obviously you played and I played and, you know, I think we were athletes are creatures of habit. You're, yeah. you know, as soon as you get taken out of your, almost your, your habits, that's when you start to kind of, you know, waver and, you know, a guy like, you know, I mean, like Julius again, bringing him up, you know, he's 5 a.m., getting up, lifting, and then getting in the gym, and then taking care of his body, then he goes back in the gym, and, you know, he just does it, you know, every single day, so, you, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be a different type of dude, um, and you gotta, you know, you gotta really want it, um, as far as, you know, the days that you don't want to wake up at 5 a.m., you know, what's going to wake you up and, you know, make sure you get the most out of that day. But as far as, like, the NBA guys, that's what separates them all. You know, I don't think there's a whole lot of, you know, bad basketball players that are yeah. getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning and going to work an hour. Usually if, you know, you got a plan and preparation like that, you know, you're going to be – you're going to be, you know, you're going to be good. Yeah. Um, just like you would at, at any profession. Yeah, so who is the hardest worker that you've seen? <sighs> hardest worker I've seen? Ever? Well, uh, that you trained. Let's just go, yeah. Ever that you trained. <sighs> I mean, I, w- I, would, I would say Phil Forte. Okay. Um... Phil Forte and then Tyler Tyler Davis probably. Tyler Davis was a super hard worker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that dude you know, he got in and he got it. He's, he got to it. He you works know? for real. Yeah, and you know, I mean that's you know, I mean you you were one of his, his homies and I mean he went from three seventy to you know, or three sixty to you know, two sixty, like that doesn't happen just because. Um, you know, so he you know, him and I mean Phil Forte was just, you know, an absolute gym rat and um, you know, it was a lot reminded me a lot of myself as far as, you know, who he was as as a worker and a player and um you know, I mean he was just a complete I mean, if I told him run through a wall, he would have ran through a wall without asking the question. Yeah, the only difference is you really couldn't shoot it like that, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, you know, I saw recently on your Instagram post, you have been working with uh, Seku Demboya. I pronounced that right? Seku Demboya, yeah. Seku Demboya. You know, he got drafted uh, to the Pistons, uh, lottery pick. You know, what What yep. did you see out of him that made him special for him to get drafted in the lottery? Well, I think all like the physical characteristics. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what jumps off the screen first. I mean, he's six, six, nine and a half. Um, you know, he's got the same um, measurements as Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a he's an elite athlete. Um, you know, and then 
you know, the fact that, you know, he was the youngest kid in the draft by six months. Um, You know, I think, you know, those are the, those are the things that are like, wow. And then I, you know, he really started to, to turn up his work ethic. Um, and you know, when it, when you see a kid kind of start to figure it out as far as the work goes, you know, that's when you, you, you're like, okay, he's got, he's got a major chance. Um, and you know, I just, I see, you know, he's a, he's kind of what the NBA is, you know, he's positionless. Um, you know, he's got tons of areas, obviously he needs to work on still, but you know, he's, he's, I mean, he should be a high school senior. So, um, you know, when we put it like that, um, you know, I thought he should have went a little bit higher than he did just based on, you know, his ceiling. But, um, you know, he's he's just got a major chance, man. And, uh, you know, if he continues to work like he did, you know, pre-draft, then then he's going to, you know, he'll always have a chance and he'll always find himself in the league somewhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you've also worked with, RJ Hampton, who just made a huge decision mm-hmm. to go to Australia. You know, what are your thoughts yeah. on his move to to do that? I mean, I I, I think it's the best decision for him. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, he's going to make more money than you know any college player. <laughs> um, obviously, he's going to you know make more money than you know a lot of a lot of pros, um, you know, and, and, and like he said, he said, my, you know, my dream was never to go to, you know, was never to go to college. My dream was always to play in the NBA. And, um, I think it's going to be good for me, you know, go over there, you know, that obviously the European game is a little bit different and Mm -hmm. floor spacing and, and knowledge wise and understanding, you know, defensive coverages and, um, you know, the things that will be thrown at him that I don't think would have been thrown at him as a college player, um, I think will prepare him. And, 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 I mean, the kid's a gamer. You know, he's just, he doesn't back down from anybody. He's just yeah. just talented as all get out. And, and uh, you know, he, he's got a dog mentality. So does he, does he have that same work ethic, that same drive that you see in some of your NBA guys? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's he's kind of a lot like the say, you know, say too. I think a lot of like your 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 seventeen, your eighteen year olds, um, you know, just like we were, like you know, I think we all thought we worked hard, and then all of a sudden it was like, dang, like, what is this? Um, you know, and and it's the same thing with him. It's it's you know, it's a consistency of, of working hard every day, taking no you know, taking no days off. Um, and he's really started to embrace it lately is, you know, understanding he's a pro, understanding he, you know, this is his job. This is what he's going to get paid for. And, um, you know, he's starting to, you know, get better for sure. Um, you know, just his overall skill set and confidence and, and uh, you know, all the young kids, it's a learning experience, man. It, yeah. it's rookies and, and, you know, first year pros, it's, it's always going to be a learning experience. Yeah, most definitely. So, I know you didn't train this kid, but I'm just interested to hear your thoughts on this. How good do you uh, think Zion Williamson would be in the NBA? Um, 
you know what I I think he's got a you know he's got a high ceiling because he hasn't tapped into you know his skill set. Mm-hmm. I don't know what type of worker he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he was a little bit out of shape in the first summer league game, mm-hmm. um, which you know I don't think is a great sign. But I mean he's a hybrid athlete. He he rebounds it. You know he's going to get you know buckets that other guys can't get. Mm-hmm as far as like power stuff and um you know stuff in transition and yeah. and stuff like that. So I mean I think he's going to be you know an easy double double guy. Um you know his shot needs a ton of work. You know he's just a low release, slow release. Yeah. So guys are going to be able to contest it and yeah. you know and play him with you know space which you know will cut off some of his angles but um you know, I, he's probably the best athlete to come into the NBA, like people said, since LeBron. Um, but he's just not, as far as, you know, size-wise, you know, LeBron is 6'8", six, 6'9", six, he's 6'6", six, six, and, um, and he didn't have near the skill set that LeBron had. So, um, athletically, he's going to be great, um, you know, but, I, you know, he's got to get better for sure. Yeah, you know, somebody made this comparison that he was baby Julius. I I don't know how I feel about that one. Um, I don't really agree with that. I mean, I, I don't know. What do you agree or disagree? Um, I mean, if he was right-handed, nobody would compare him. <laughs> um, I mean, you know what I mean? It's just like... A lazy comparison. Yeah, it's a, it's a lazy comparison. I mean, he's he's more to me like a you know, like a Charles Barkley-ish type, Um, you know, someone like that, you know, Julius, Julius and his game, you know, are, are are different. You know, I think the only thing you can compare is, you know, Zion doesn't have, um, has pretty good ball skills, you know, as far as, you know, his size, he's able to take it off the bounce at times. And, you know, obviously Julius is, you know, can handle it. You know, with the best of them at that size. Yeah. You know, but you know, I just don't. I don't. I don't see that comparison as much as everybody's kind of made it out to be. Yeah, I I don't really see it either. So, all right, last thing for you, Tyler, for all the yeah. young viewers out there, the young listeners out there, if you can give them three takeaways from today's conversation, what would that be? Um. First is, is have a dream, I think, and chase it and, and you know, surround yourself with people who are going to um, be supportive in, in that dream. Uh, you know, I think the second for, you know, all these young kids is, you know, stop, listen to all the hype. Yeah. Um, you know, it, as you know and, and I know, it's it, it's extremely it's not easy to be a great high school player, but it's not that hard. Yeah. And I think some of these kids are like, I'm a, I was the man in high school and, and you know, that they just, they don't, you know, they listen or they think things are supposed to be given to them. And I think the humble ones, um, that keep a dog mentality are the ones that really are successful. Um, and that's why you see a lot of like the Damian Lillard and like a guy like, you know, from our area, Derek Culliver, um, just kind of come out of the woodworks. Um, so I'd say just as far as the second thing is, is, um, 
you know, keep your head down, stay on your, stay on your path, you know, listen to them. They're trying to help you, um, you know, and, and understand that, you know, high school is different than college. College is, is, is way different. Um, then the third thing I think is, you know, have a plan um, and, and stick to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to be good, you know, invest in, invest in yourself, um, whether it's mm-hmm. trainers or, you know, weight guys or, um, you know, and stuff like that, you know, cause you know, you're only going to get out of it what you put into it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think guys that played and guys that play now know that. And, and, you know, I'd say that's, that's the third thing is, is, you know, invest in yourself and invest in your craft. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first from Tyler Ralph. Can't wait to get back in the gym with you and, you know, give you work like I used to. But, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, th- my God. I appreciate your time, big bro. All right, homie. All right, man. All right, one. As you can see, Tyler Ralph definitely sees hard work. You know, he still can't beat me in basketball, but he's definitely seen the hard work and definitely pushed me to be the man I am today and pushed me to work hard. Join us next week. Don't know who the guest is, but join us next week. (laughs) Thanks for listening to King's Court Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at king.mcclure. 